from the Rams studio, connected by AT&T. Welcome to Between the Horns. It is Wednesday, November 27th. 27th. 22nd. I don't know what day it is. I don't know why I said 27th. Man, we're all, we're off to a great start here, aren't we? It's 11:30 a.m. Pacific, and uh, the Rams are now seven and three, though after the 24 to seven loss uh, to the Minnesota Vikings yeah. last week. Um, first time, you know, we've seen the Rams lose in a long time, over yeah. a month. So now the Rams have got to deal with some adversity, Demarco. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, deal with a loss, have a losing week. Yeah. Um, how everything stinks. You know about how losses are and what the weeks are like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It really does. It does. stinks. Uh, so you have to deal with that. I guess that's an adverse situation, definitely. Um, you lost to a playoff-caliber football team. Uh, it was a situation where you needed to raise your game and – Let's be honest, they made more plays than you did. Yep. Uh, do I think the Minnesota Vikings are better than the Rams? No. Do I think they made more plays on game day? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. You have to deal with it. You have to look in the mirror and, uh, you know, figure out who you are as and, and what your role is on this football team. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you can call it adversity. But, yeah, dealing with a loss definitely sucks this time of year. Well, one thing I keep thinking about is that McVay, you know, he has these sayings about the standard is the standard, and mm-hmm. um, he talks about takeaways being, um, you know, one of the, the, the biggest measures of wins he and losses. He says that a standard is a standard? Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those it, coach things. Yes. It, it sounds, but, it, like, a standard is a standard. Yes. Okay, it's a standard. Yeah. You get it. Anyway, go Right? Ahead. Yeah. yeah, and, like, truest measure of performance is consistency. He, he says these things a lot. If it is to be, lot. it's up to me. No, go ahead. Right. Yeah. But one of the other ones he says is sometimes you you have to be your best when your best is required. Yes. And that is what did not happen on Sunday against Minnesota. Adam Thielen made plays. That doesn't bother me. I mean, when you – look, Dominic Hatfield hasn't played that much corner in the National Football League. No. Uh, That offense has been together for a while, and they're starting to click. So you don't excuse it, but – Give him more reps. I bet the touchdown doesn't happen. He probably still catches it, but the catch and run probably doesn't happen. His angles will be different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. No, I agree. The playmaking stuff, I I point to Kyle Rudolph. There's a guy making plays. Point to uh, Case Keenum. Ball placement. We talk about ball placement all the time. And escape routes. You had good rushes on him, and he made better plays. He was a playmaker. You didn't make the play. They did. So uh, there were opportunities for the Rams, especially on offense, to – make plays mm-hmm. and that didn't happen so when you get into a dogfight on the road and they're making more plays than you at some point you're going to the dam's going to break exactly and you'll probably lose the football game well that's one thing i mean and we can talk about this a little bit um, more too just you had injury situations in that mm-hmm. game with dominique hatfield having to step up and, and play but that happened because you lost your number two and number three corner and your number yeah. four corner was out already um, with a hamstring injury in Troy Hills. Right. So, I mean, when you have to play that guy, like that's, your in theory, your number five corner yeah. is stepping up to play literally one of the best receivers in the entire National Football yeah. League. J.B. Long it's said hard. it best. CB5 is out there against Adam Thielen. Right. Who's, who's probably going to the Pro Bowl. Yes. Yeah, and Case Keenum, who's, you know, f- playing pretty well after a good game. Yeah. So maybe Case has grown. Maybe he is the guy there. So, yeah, you understand that. But the other stuff, I mean, your best against their best. And that's what I mean, that down the field, running the ball at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, when they made plays in the run game. And, I, you know, I, I know what it's like in those situations where you just want to make a play so bad and you wind up making it worse 
for your own defense. Yeah. Um, it's, at some point, you have to realize the best thing I can do for us defensively is just do my job. Mm-hmm. And I know you have to fight your own human. I got to make this happen. So you take the wrong gap. You got two guys in one gap, and bang, he got some pecs and finds a hole and scores. So uh, you've been there, but. When their best is on your best, and they keep make, keep making plays on you, that's the frustrating thing. But I think the adversity would be the the outcome of the game, not just the loss, but the players you lost going into next week. Absolutely, that's the adversity I thought you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, getting up to speed because you're going to be light in the secondary. You, well, yeah. light in, you could be light in the secondary. It's not as clear as if you know what the concussion situation is with Kayvon Webster Monday. Uh, head coach Sean McVay said that they got good news, but, I mean, you're not going to mess yeah. with a head injury. I've, absolutely I saw not. the hit. Man, wow. Ogletree really nailed him. Yeah? Yeah. I, 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 I told, fire I told I you this. Really Some of the hardest hits, all the hardest hits, the hardest hits I've taken have come from my own guys. Yeah. My own jersey color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... That's what it is to play defense, read, and react. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you get hit. Right, sometimes that happens. Um, but with Nikel Roby Coleman, sounds like he's more day-to-day with that thigh injury that he left the game with and did not mm-hmm. return to. So, again, that those guys could play. We don't know if they're going to play, especially because as we speak, it's Wednesday and the Rams have not practiced yet. But yeah. Robert Woods is, I think, the injury that you're sort of most referring to here when you talk oh, about both. adversity, yeah. um, especially because of what Robert Woods has meant to this Rams offense this year. It's, not being in is going to be really significant. It's three starters when you think about it. I mean, that's you don't want to be down three starters right. against anybody, especially against you know a New Orleans club who is just absolutely rolling, thinking mm-hmm. they walk on water at this point. And which, why shouldn't they? Well, yeah, wow. <laughs> the way you <laughs> thanks, come back... Thanks, Washington. Well, right. The way, <laughs> the way they came back against Washington last week was special. See? Half full, half empty. How do you blow a lead like that? Well, you get a bogus, <laughs> you, you get a bogus intentional grounding call. Okay, fair enough. But blowing the lead, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Yeah, I give New Orleans that's credit. Not, that's not blowing the lead. I'm not yeah. letting Washington off the hook. How oh, do you, you blow that lead? Uh, hey, really? Man, you let you let Drew Brees go down the field in Ugh. 48 seconds with yeah. no timeouts left, under two minutes. That doesn't shock me. Wow. You know, uh, remember we had those conversations about Brady and you know the the dream matchup. As a football fan, you want to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady for all the marbles, right? Yeah, yeah. Right still underneath, never seen it. right underneath that is probably Brady Breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you look at numbers, they're similar, and yeah. he's chasing the other guys. So I'd love to see that matchup. And remember, like Drew Brees can beat you from anywhere. This is the guy that beat Peyton in a Super Bowl. It's true, Peyton Manning. So he's a great quarterback. Comebacks don't surprise me at all. Um, the numbers they're putting up on offense don't surprise me at all, yeah. especially when Drew Brees is under center. Right. I, I could care less if they're running the ball more. <laughs> it's still a lot is because of that guy at quarterback. For sure. Um, but, yeah, let's get we'll, – we'll talk more about the yeah. Saints later on um, in the episode here. But I, I do want to talk a little bit more about Robert Woods because – of who he is and what he's done with this Rams offense because yeah. he is the leader of that Rams wide receiving court, not just in terms of numbers, but in terms of the leadership that he's also brought um, to this room and to this team. We're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the true measure of leadership is can that group perform without you? Hmm. Did you did you lead in the right way? Like, did you lead to a point to where you can remove yourself and they still exceed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess everyone is looking at Sammy Watkins, number one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He's going to have to be the guy, and you would expect him to be the guy. And look, more of Cooper Cup. He's not immune to this. No. Yeah. More plays are needed from him, too. Yes. Yeah, he's played his butt off, but you need 
everyone needs to raise their game up. Well, yeah. I mean, we talk about Cooper Cup. I mean, he was sort of a topic of conversation after that game as you reach for your phone and you're going to I did not reach for my phone. Mm -hmm. Actually, that was a phone. Uh, What else could it be? Yeah, Yeah, that was a phone. We can all hear it. We can all hear it vibrating. It's Thanksgiving. It's family. It's plans. Thank you very much. My family cares. That's your brother, right? Wow. Are you saying my family doesn't care about me? I didn't say anything. I feel like he implied that, Matt. Don't you feel like he implied that? Don't you jump on. Don't you take sides. See, this is Thanksgiving right here. This is holidays. Don't I know you for take a sides. Fact huh? That is just wishing him the, the best. <laughs> oh the my best. God. Practice that, diplomat. Yeah. That is a real inside joke. <laughs> that is really funny to me, and it will be funny to my mom and probably nobody else. Um, wow. But I want to talk about this. <laughs> the Cooper Cup stuff. Happened on that happened on Sunday, and I think there are two big plays that everybody was really focusing on. One of them, obviously, was the fumble near the goal line, and that was a game-changing play. Hell of a hit! Yeah, yeah. It, it was a good, it was a good play. Obviously, credit to the defender because they have a good defense for for a reason. But also, you had that um, what was amounted to a drop on third down and ten, yeah, where see? Cup was on the right side. He went up. Goff really put that ball, I thought, in the only place that Cup could get it because yeah. he, he was well covered. Threw him open, cup goes up, ball goes off his hands, and you instead get fourth down. And Terrence Newman was in good position. Um, Terrence Newman played his butt off in yeah. that game. A lot about him. Wow, it's funny. Yeah? Yeah, his secret to success. Did he? Did you hear that, what his secret is? No. I, I don't even want to say it because it's the holidays. It's about family. But let's just say his secret is the opposite of family. He cut everybody off, like the Kobe system? Just Yeah, it's just weird. But anyway, he <laughs> was right. in great position on the play, yeah. so at some point... That's one of the things, one of the opportunities to become a playmaker. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Uh, Terrence Newman didn't buy it. He's in good position. Your quarterback gave you a shot at it, and you got your hands on it. Yeah. It's a tough catch. It is. It's one in a million could make that catch. And guess what? You needed to be that one. Because mm-hmm. um, that's that's the plays they were making on the other side. Right. So, yeah, it's an opportunity. And I'd throw it to him again. I still have confidence in him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's one of those instances where you needed to make a play. Tyler Higby, same thing. Yes. At, you're covered. It's tight. It's a tough window. You have to come down Make with that. Make the play. Make the play. Because if not, they're making the play. Right. And that's that, again, I think goes back to the being at your best when your best is required. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it, it, the, the cup catch that didn't happen, the third and ten one that we're just talking about, uh, reminds me a little bit of the play that happened against Seattle mm-hmm. at the end of the game where Cup gets his hands on it. And is it a tough catch? Absolutely. But does Cooper Cup expect himself to be able to make that play? Yes. And I'm expecting. Everyone's right. expecting. And everybody's expecting. Jared is that, expecting you to make that play. Right, yeah. which is why the ball comes to you. But, right. Um, I, I think, again, we we always talk about these guys, and, and it's funny to me that, you know, you see some of the stuff on Twitter, and I know you're not on Twitter that much, and maybe I take read too much into Twitter, but what I think sometimes we're forgetting is what this receiving core is now compared to what it was last year. Oh, and that yeah. does not excuse not making plays. Well, when bring you make me in. Plays. What, what's happening on Twitter? What are we saying about what's what are they saying on Twitter? Oh my God, Cooper Cup, he's bad. Oh, we hate he's him now. Terrible. Why does Cooper Cup never make plays when he needs to make plays? They treat him like a seven-year vet, and he's a rookie who's played. Nine games. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Or ten the games truth now. is somewhere in the middle. Yes. He is a rookie, but 
we expect you to make that catch. Right. That's why you're getting the reps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it's it, and you know you always talk about him being this polished oh. receiver. And again, I, I don't think this excuses not making plays when you need to make plays. But Matt, you're absolutely right. Like when people are treating somebody like they are in year five as opposed to year one, where I, I think. Sometimes yeah. rookie mistakes are going to happen, well, that, and that's what you got to live with. But you know? rookie mistakes are not knowing the play. Uh, a, he always knows the fa- play. <laughs> a, a false start. Okay. I mean, showing up late for meals, that's rookie mistakes. That gets you benched. That's not a rookie mistake. That's, I mean, you're in good position to make a play on the ball. Catch it. Yeah. So you can't excuse him from that because he's a rookie. Sure. And you come down hard on him just as you would a seven-year guy. On that situation, you don't say, oh, that's okay, it's your first year. Uh, you don't poo-poo that. I mean, yeah. we expect you to make plays. That's why you're getting the reps. But, yeah, yeah uh, he's learning. I get it. He's never played football this long or at this high of a level. True. Um, but you can say that about a lot of people. So yeah. you you can't excuse it. You need more out of him. That's think, just the way it is. Right. Yeah. And, again, I, I'm trying to be nuanced here, and I don't know how good of a job I'm doing um, with that because, yes, he does have to make mm-hmm. those plays. Otherwise, you don't want him out there. But I think there's something to be said for the the rest of the time that Cooper Cup is out there because yeah. right, I mean he had seven, excuse me, six receptions on seven targets. Yeah, yeah. Four yards. He's making plays outside of the bad game. A uh, bad plays. He had a great game. Right, but yeah. and then you're asking, you know, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the no? Play? It's just, but no, it's, it's just true, right? Yeah. You know, um, I, I told Robert Coyne after the game, great hit. Mm-hmm. You know what he told me? Thank you, but it wasn't enough. Right. That's a vet. Yes, <laughs> right. exactly. I told LaMarcus, great shot on the goal line. You know what he said? Wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so good play here when you make a bad play. Bad play here. Yeah. We need those plays. But it's not like you're up or down on the guy just right. on, based on one drop. That's not how it goes. Uh, no. Right. I agree. Um, quick thing before we get back into these wide receivers because I want to talk more about that. Um, I, there was something I saw on Instagram today. Um, from, I think, NFL Films or whatever, but they had Latavius Murray mic'd up mm-hmm. in that game. Mm-hmm. And so they showed the hit that Quinn put on him at the beginning Woo-hoo. of the second half. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then they showed uh, Murray on the sidelines, and he was saying, that guy took my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that hit. Mortal Kombat, huh? That hit took my soul. Final victory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a heck of a shot. It really was. Yeah, it was a but clean that, shot. Yeah, and that's what should happen when yeah, you man. leave Robert Quinn unblocked. Um, on a run, he runs like a track. I swear, when he's in a stance and he comes off the ball, he's on a track. He's going to turn at like five and head towards the quarterback. Yeah. If you get caught in that blast zone, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. One way or the other, if you get caught when he's on that fifth step, you're going to get hit hard. Exactly. I don't care who you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, something um, I remember former defensive coordinator Greg Williams said about Robert Quinn is about guys turning the corner mm-hmm. and like, you know, your really average guy will turn the corner at about what, seven, eight yards, mm-hmm. then your really good guy will turn it at about I six. I told you that. Greg Williams said it first. <laughs> anyway, go but ahead. You also probably reiterated this, but Greg Williams all, said it in a press it's conference. It's all running together, but go ahead. No, we I probably re- talked about it on this show. You, I think we have talked about it on this show yes. before. But anyway, anyway Robert Quinn is a guy who turns the corner at five yards. Yes. And that's what makes him an, an elite rusher. No doubt. If you get a statue back there, you're in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but to, to take it back again to this wide receiver position, now you're going to have to see some different guys mm-hmm. step up, whether that is Watkins, whether it's Cup. I mean, those guys are two guys that are going to continue starting. I'm taking him as a definite. Who? Sammy Watkins. There's no excuse. You have to step yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to. So 
I expect him to ball. Mm-hmm. I expect him to relish this opportunity. Maybe, yeah. And to flourish in this opportunity. One thing I think the Rams could do a little bit more with him is get him sort of involved in that quick passing game. And mm-hmm. we saw this a little bit, I thought, against Minnesota. We saw it a little bit, too, against Houston, where you just get him the ball and let him let him work on the outside if, True. if guys are playing in off coverage. And that's something that I think Sammy Watkins can do really well. When he yeah. catches the ball and he turns his shoulder – it looks different, you know? No doubt. Um, I, you see it with Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Sometimes, I mean, Ben has the autonomy to mm-hmm. do this in the offense where he's just going to start playing football with Antonio Brown. Right. He's going to play football against your defense with that guy. I'm going to him, I'm going to him, I'm going to him, mm-hmm. I'm going to him. Maybe I'll mix in a few here, but my whole point is you can't stop him. Um, I, If Sammy's feeling it that day, I'm sure they'll call the game that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- within the framework of what they're trying to do, if – if it comes to him early or late, I, I could care less. Short or long, you've got to be productive. Right. Period. When they call your number, high number of targets, you have to have a high number of catches. If you have a high number of catches, the yards will come and probably you're going to be in the box. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what we didn't necessarily see last week. I mean, you look at the targets. Robert Woods got 11. Sammy Watkins had four. And three receptions for 36 yards for yeah. Sammy Watkins there, as you look at the box score here. See, that or better. Uh, 11, targets, 11 targets 11 for targets Watkins. for Woods, but eight catches. High number of targets, high number of catches. Yes. And you're productive that way. So let's say you put Sammy Watkins in that same role and you force 11 footballs to him. At some point, I would bet that this number, the most important number, wouldn't be zero. Number of touchdowns. Number of touchdowns. Probably goes to one or two Yeah. if he's got 11 targets. Yeah. I hope that's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I think happened against that in that game against San Francisco, where he was mm-hmm. getting the targets. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff was throwing it accurately to him, and then he was able to get into the end zone for certain things. Am I wrong to expect? And I love this guy, and I hope I'm not devaluing or knocking him down a peg. But athletically, am I wrong to expect the same production that Julio jo- Julio Jones gives the Falcons and Matt Ryan for when you're covered by two guys on a sideline route oh and you stretch out God. to six five and catch it? Uh, that okay? Can we? That catch was unbelievable to me. Well, unbelievable. It wouldn't be un. It would be unbelievable for me if it wasn't him. Yeah, it's believable because okay. I get it with that guy. So, am I wrong to expect that same sort of ability out of Sammy? Because I'm still in that same category. The I ability know. is I there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know to be honest because I don't think. I don't think we've ever been able to see that with Sammy Watkins, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and be it because of quarterback play or because you're trying to integrate him into a new offense and the, the chemistry isn't quite there yet between quarterback and wide receiver and he's not getting targets, da 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 Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I, okay. I think you're right that the ability is probably there because there is a reason that he went number four overall right. to the Buffalo Bills. And you can see up it. For him. Um, Rice, Carter, Moss. Um, it, it just in the, that group, I mean, there's there's great, great, and special. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I put Sammy in the special category. I mean, well, that's what I was saying. Like when he turns, when he, yeah. when he catches and turns, it, it just looks different. Yeah. Than it than it does from pretty much any other wide receiver that I have covered since I've been here. If we make a mis- this is great. This is what I I think great is. If we make a mistake, he's behind us. He's in the end zone. Right. Special is it doesn't matter what we do. Mm. Megatron special. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what we're doing, what we're calling. We're in great position, and he's still catching it. Yeah. That's Julio Jones. I, I would expect Sammy Watkins to have that same sort of ability. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I overestimated him. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know that we've seen it yet. Yeah. And you hope that if the Rams are going to make a run in this you know, last stretch of six games, yeah. then 
that's something that can maybe develop. Well, uh, this is funny. Um, and I know you said we'll talk about him in a minute, but you're going to need that to beat New Orleans. It, yes. Yeah, especially if you're down Robert Woods. Mm -hmm. You're going to need that guy to be that special. You're yeah. going to need a, a playmaker Absolutely. at receiver. No, I agree with you. Um, two other guys that I think could really be in the mix to help sort of replace Robert Woods because, as McVay said, it's probably going to be a by-committee approach because mm -hmm. you can't just replace what Robert Woods has done and what he's been, and he's been Jared Goff's favorite target. I mean, he's got 70 targets. Yeah. Next up on that list would be Cooper Cup with 61. You're going to have to split that job up. You're yes, right. yeah. exactly. So what McVay basically mentioned all of the wide receivers that were not named um, Cooper Cup and Sammy Watkins to mm -hmm. do that, which mm -hmm. is sort of McVay's way. But I think, right. yeah. yeah, you know, I think Farrow Cooper is going to be really important in that role because uh, at least when I, when I think about training camp, it looked like Robert Woods and, and, and Farrow Cooper were sort of playing the same position, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because, you know, you call them all wide receivers, but there's the X, there's the Z, there's the F. So mm -hmm. there's, there's differences in the nuances of what those guys are doing. And I think... Um, and they're all supposed to be able to play everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but and his Farrell direct, one of those guys. His direct backup, you think, is Farrell Cooper. Yes. I, I agree with that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you also have a guy like Tavon Austin who might get back into the mix at wide receiver a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, Josh Reynolds could emerge. I mean, he's been in the system now for a little bit. He's still raw because he's a rookie, mm -hmm. but I think he's somebody that could, that, could, that could make some noise. And then Mike Thomas is somebody that we haven't really talked much about since he came back from his suspension, but, you know, when he did come back and the Rams had seven wide receivers on the roster, it's kind of like, huh, why? But now, maybe this yeah. is an opportunity for him to step up and show oh, what no, he can no. do. Let, let's pretend like you had to replace Aaron Donald, knock on wood. Oh, goodness. Uh, no, really. I mean, here's a guy that's so good at everything. So if he's not there, well, somebody's going to have to go out there and play the run, first yeah. and second down, mm -hmm. and then when it's a passing down, bring the, the other guy in. That's yeah. a better pass rusher. So... You're going to have to split that up with Robert Woods. Okay, you've got screens. Okay, you've got the intermediate routes. Uh -huh. This is what I'd ask Robert. I wouldn't have to take a guy off the field. He does everything. Right. Now that he's not there, okay, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to run the vertical routes. Mm -hmm. uh, all I need you to do is run the guy off. On this play, we're giving it to Todd. I need a blocker. Yeah. I need somebody that can knock that safety on his keister. Mm -hmm. So that's your job. If Woods was healthy, it'd be it's, him. It's, so it's you're going to have to split job. that job up. Yeah, that's... That's why the guys get paid the big bucks, man. That's true. Yeah. It takes a lot of guys to replace them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Which one... means more coaching. Right. Yeah. Well, you I... can't have you, – it's one guy that you, – you're one guy has a lot of responsibility, and you're counting on him not to mess it up. Well, now there's three guys doing the same job, and there's three guys you have to worry about not messing it up. Yeah. yeah it's – it, it just puts more of a premium on coaching. It's interesting. McVay talked about that, too. It's one of the good things about the National Football League, he said, is that you get challenges mm -hmm. like this and that you have to try to solve them, and that's their job as coaches in order to do that. Yeah. Uh, even in pass protection, same thing. When you talk about playmakers, not just guys that drop passes. Hey, you got to pick up the right guy versus a blitz. Mm -hmm. You can't turn people loose. Right. Uh, you have situations where guys are just about to come open. That play is just about to you know, go from zero to a thousand, but they get a guy home to the quarterback, now he rushes it. And it looks like Minnesota played the play better than they really did. Right. All it was was a guy missing a block up front. Mm -hmm. So it, it's all a part of the same thing. You have to play better and be better than you were last week, regardless of who's in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. DeMarco, do you think when you do have to replace somebody like that, splitting up the pressure amongst several people as opposed to putting it all on one player to, to make up for all that 
ground that Robert Woods is. Well, yeah, like, that's the that benefit. Easier. That's the benefit of having a lot of depth, man. I mean, you're not just depending on his direct backup to make up for Robert Woods' absence. That's impossible. If that were if that were true, then that guy'd be on the field mm-hmm. with Robert Woods, not behind him. So you're gonna have to split those up. Like at corner, um, how much work do you think Hatfield really got in practice? That week, probably not that much. Not that much. He was running. He was running scout team in walkthrough, right? Like (laughs) that's right. So it, it, yeah. You you have to get guys ready to play, and when you lose one of your premium guys, well, you just can't. There is no direct backup for guys like Robert Woods. You're going to have to split that job up. Yeah. Benefit of having bodies out there, capable bodies, but it puts more of an emphasis and a premium on coaching. Yes. Yeah. If there is one position that I think the Rams do have depth on this team, it's a wide receiver, mm-hmm. and it's something that they built up over the course of this offseason now, and now I think we're going to be able to see it, but because... Look, this is not this is not the same Rams wide receiving core as it was last year. No, not last or any close. of the previous three years that I've covered this team. So, I I think that the Rams can sort of make up for what Robert Woodson. But to say that there's not going to be a drop off, and obviously yes, that's what players are going to say in the locker room. But there's a reason why, as you're saying, Robert Woods is out there, and you know the rest of the guys are not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh- Sammy, can't wait. Farrell Cooper might have a lot to say about this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Both from a special team standpoint. There's an opportunity and, uh, out there for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions that sort of kept coming up on Twitter following this game was, what do you think was up with Tavon Austin? No idea. Yeah. And I I, I got tired of seeing him either. on the bench. Right. <laughs> like, Tavon Austin was out there for two plays, one of which I <laughs> – recognized when um, I was re-watching the broadcast of the game on Monday morning, um, and the other one, I, to be honest with you, I, I have no idea when it came. Do you, mm-hmm. do you not? But it, it's interesting to me because, and as fans, I think, rightly pointed out, a lot of the bread and butter in the Rams' offense was using Tavon Austin on the jet sweep motion, and then you have Todd Gurley um, that you're handed off to. And I don't know if it was a product of the game plan where you've got a team in Minnesota that I think goes yeah. east and west really, really well. Yeah. Or it's something else. But I, I do think that there's a lot that goes into game planning and that you have the game plan specific stuff. And I think that's how McVay's offense has tended to run. No doubt. I'm just looking at the total number of plays. They they ran 56 plays. Yeah, 56 offense. Had plays. the ball less than 23 minutes. Yes. Um, so who knows? I mean, if you and you were what, three of 11 on third down. Three of 11 on third down. All three conversions came in the first half. So if, you just you didn't get drives like you no, needed to. No, you didn't stay on the field long enough. Um, so to tell you the truth, I I don't know what the game plan was. It's it's. Yeah. That's a shortened game plan. You weren't out there long enough to really execute. You were in a situation where it seemed like you were in need of big plays, which means I was surprised as to why one of your big play guys was still on the bench. Sure. Yeah, even 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 if it's from a decoy standpoint, mm-hmm. Tavon Austin draws eyes. He does. Draw, drawing eyes opens it up for a lot of people. So yeah, that was that was a big surprise. He, he's yeah. one of those guys that defense, uh, you know, opposing coaches, things like that, constantly say you have to account for where he is on the field at all times. Both sides. Yeah. yeah. If you're an outside guy, an edge rusher, I don't care what position, what defense you're in. If you're a defensive end or an outside linebacker, right? When Tavon Austin is through your side, you're calling that out to the guy mm-hmm. behind you. Okay, let, let's watch this. Let's watch this. Let's watch this. You'll probably st- change your stance and alignment just a little bit because he's standing right there yeah. from a speed standpoint. Also, it affects the other guy on the other side. 
you have because to communicate with him. Toward you. Yes, he could leave me. That means you got him, mm -hmm. and that creates some issues. You have to have conversations on the backside. So there's a lot of conversation and a lot of eyeballs when he's out there. And when you move him pre-snap, that's going to change a lot of what you do. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you hope everybody's on the same page. So even if you give it to him, you have to run him down and defend it. If not, you have to honor it, and they may open you up for somebody else on the other side. So right. there's, there's a lot that goes on with Tavon Austin. Yeah. He's a good weapon to have. He is, and that's why McVay, I think, was saying, sort of unsolicited even on Sunday, that we have to do a better job of getting Tavon Austin more involved. And then he, he repeated that um, notion on Monday mm -hmm. in his press conference. So uh, one thing I did think was interesting in that game is that you saw the Rams kind of run that jet sweep, same motion, but with different players. I'm thinking specifically, and I can't remember if this was in the, the second or the third quarter, but mm -hmm. um, when Goff faked the jet sweep motion to Cup, yeah. and then he dropped back, and then you had that basically the same play that they ran in Dallas, yeah, yeah. except it was with Tavon Austin on the jet sweep motion where you know Todd Gurley is going down the seam. Yeah, and yeah. Gurley was open. And uh, unfortunately, if he slip, yeah, man, yeah, that's a big Jared play. Goff slips and then the ball just See, that counts down. as making plays too. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember the first time I slipped on a play and it was bad. I mean, I slipped. Um, and I'm trying to plead my case. I slipped and I'm, it's falling on deaf ears. Like, this is, not, this is the pros. They don't care if I slip. Right. I'm not getting paid to slip. No, you're not. <laughs> you're right. That, and that, exactly. But that's, it, it just but goes I, back. But I slipped. It's wet. I don't care. Well, it's wet. You it's don't slip. Dome. Yeah, you don't yeah, slip. You, you can't <laughs> slip in the middle, right? Right. Like, and, it, and in these things happen, but I think yeah. this all goes back to the umbrella of, okay, are you at your best when your best is required? Right. And it's just... That that's a play where yeah. it's there to be made, Ugh. but you just yeah it's oh it's gut wrenching right it's that it's the fumble like there were just these I gut wrenching the, plays I look at and the fallout like, of the defense uh, when Todd's here right and how you had them mm -hmm. I mean you absolutely had them if you complete that he, he makes one move and he's gone right. right? Uh, just even like if the guy, it wasn't Dallas even if, if the guy makes the play it's still a big play uh, but I bet on Todd in that situation but when the play's dead you'll look at Minnesota and they turn around and go. What just happened? Like they, they didn't know. Like yeah. wow, we got lucky on yeah, that one. We got yeah, away yeah. with one. Woo! Absolutely. So yeah. And you see Jared Goff pounding the ground yeah, three times on the plays. replay because absolutely. It's, he knows. But guys do have signature plays, um, and this is what I mean. It's his play, or they're running his play. Tavon Austin. Yeah. Play. When you take uh, certain plays that offense run and they have success with, and you look at who's doing it, ninety percent. If it's one guy, then that's his play. So when you start to see those same plays with other people, you start to scratch your head. Yeah. Okay, that would be a Tavon play. Well, there's Tavon, but that's Pharaoh running his play. Wow, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's that's just fair. one of those head-scratching moments. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and But I think part of it, too, is just the McVay offense where you're trying to make something that is the same look different or something that is different look the same. Mm -hmm. That's why I think you get Cooper Cup on that kind of fake motion Instead of a, a Tavon Austin, probably in, for that specific play, I don't know about yeah, yeah. anything else, but you're not you're trying to make it look different than it was in Dallas, where it's something that they've seen before. This is something that you really haven't seen, where Cooper Cup comes in the motion, and yeah, then yeah. maybe you think, oh, what is this? And that's probably why you kind of caught them in the situation that you did. It, and if the play's executed, then right. whatever. But, it drew eyeballs, and it created indecision, and it gave you the right. edge. You yeah. just didn't make the play. Right, exactly. Yeah. So as my grandfather likes to say, we're saying if, but if does not mean anything. Mm. What did my grandfather say? If a duck, if I say a duck could pull a truck, you better hook, a, hook his butt up. He didn't use butt. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's if, you question, that's if you question him. Like if you said, you know, oh, if you said, it. Grandpa, got are it, you got sure? Got it, got it, got it, got it. He'll look at you and say, uh, if, I, if I say a duck can pull a truck, <laughs> you better hook his butt up. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like that, right? No? You don't like that? That's good. Yeah. Much better. My, my, I think my wisest line from my grandpa, I don't even have anything. He just used to call M&M's pills, and he would just say, you know, got to take my meds, and would just grab a handful of M&M's <laughs> and shove them in his mouth. Love it. M&M's are pills. I like that. I like that, I like too. your grandpa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm literally a spitting image. I'll show you pictures. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, wow. Okay. 100%. Like it. I'm kind of this. I'm kind of spitting image of my grandfather. Are you too. really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Not to like just derail what you no, said. It's all good. Like that kind yeah. of felt weird. That's but awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Love grandfathers. Um, one other guy that I think we might see kind of step up this week, maybe. And I keep feel like I feel like I keep saying this every week, and then it sort of has not happened yet. But Gerald Everett. Oh yeah. And, and you know, all more tweets I keep talking about, but. He's another guy where it's kind of like, all right, well, when is he going to get more involved here? And the reason why I bring him up is because I think he has the versatility Mm -hmm. um, and the speed, maybe more so than Tyler Higbee, to be the outside guy, you know, and and sort of fill that role a little bit more than uh, of a Robert Woods than a Tyler Higbee could, you know? Okay, I'll tell you, I'll relate it this way. This is funny. Uh... Back when I was a youngster, a rookie, as a matter of fact, okay. I was so excited that I was part of a package, the defensive group. It, oh, yes. it was a pass rushing package. So we're going to call it this. Can't remember. It's like Jaguar or something fast, yeah. right? Something that was really cool. So we're going to call it this. We're going to do this when we get out there, right? So I called my family and said, look, I'm part of the Jaguar package. Uh, it's going to be fun. When they call this, I'm out there. I'm pass rushing. This is my responsibility. It's going to be great. going to cool. be great. We used it about twice in the game. <laughs> right. And it's not because it's not because it wasn't effective. We just never had the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You see what I mean? So I that, bet. Yes. Yeah. Gerald Everett probably has a huge role, and they just never really got to it. I mean, that's, when you look at these numbers. Yeah, right? that's when it comes back to the 56 plays. <laughs> right. You just didn't get the plays right. in order to get these things done that you probably would have wanted Absolutely. to get done. Yeah. But that, it's, it's funny because I talked to Gerald Everett uh, a couple weeks ago. It must have been after the Giants game when he when he took that jet sweep. And I was t- asking him, like, dude, a tight end jet sweep? Like, yeah, yeah. what? And he was like, yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because he did it um, when, when in, in college, and he was telling me that you know, once he saw, like, he, he's basically, I, I call him the Swiss Army knife of the Rams offense because yeah. he can take a jet sweep. He can take an inside shovel pass. He can block. He can block. Mm-hmm. He can line up on the outside and go. He can take you deep. Yes. Yeah, he can do and everything. so that's, I, I just find it really interesting, but it was funny just talking to him about the jet sweep, and he was like, yeah, when they put that in, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. Is gonna be, that says this a is lot about you. Yeah. But, I mean, if, you, if you're planning, I'm sure they are, like Sean McVay is planning on getting to the red zone on every single drive. So oh, yeah. Say you get there five times, I would bet three of, that, three of those five red zone touches or opportunities Part of that offense is going to be to him. Mm-hmm. You keep running that stuff, those little short outs, in when when you have to have a defender come up and tackle him in space. Eventually, he's going to make that guy miss yeah. and turn up field, and you got problems. You know, here's something that I've been sort of thinking about, um, and it doesn't. I don't know how much of an effect it really has, but you're going up against two opponents now in the last two weeks mm-hmm. that have played Washington the week before they play you. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, and it's. It, and it's weird because obviously these are two very, very similar offenses. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wonder how much that helps that team prepare for the well, next It's game. the same thing. You're, you're exactly right. It's not rocket science. We said it's, it's going to seem like Minnesota is going to be a little bit faster yeah. because they faced a similar offense. The, the, the play that we're talking about with Cooper Cup where Terrence Newman is in great position to make the play. Well, okay, Washington runs a similar play. Yeah. So he's there. But... 
the, the play is still there to be made. It's mm -hmm. just tougher. Yeah. Um, but even with that, the Todd Gurley play that we talked about where Jared Goff slips, you can still catch them. You can still run stuff they haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And you can play off how they've defensed certain stuff versus Washington. Right. Well, this is the formation they gave him. This is the motion they gave him. And this is how they reacted. Okay, guess what? We get this look. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And bang, bang. It looks like magic. But no, you're just... It's a two-week breakdown of, of a defense playing a similar offense. It also helps you yeah. as much as it hurts you. Right. It, yeah. it does. Um, so let's start talking more about these New Orleans Saints because I think one thing the Rams are going to have to definitely do this week is shore up that run defense. Because mm -hmm. you saw Minnesota last week rush for 171 yards. And the Rams have done better against the run in recent weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you did a really good job against Arizona. You did a decent job. Um, against the Giants, too. You know, even though you had that one drive toward the beginning of the game where Eli was making those third-down conversions and then yeah. you also had um, them running the ball pretty well there. But, again, if there's one thing they've got to do, they have to do this week, it is sure of the run defense because you've got a two-headed monster in Kamara. In Kamara, 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 tomato, tomato. tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. Anyway, what Kamara sounds more Kamara. exotic, but I, I think I, I've heard most more people pronounce it Kamara. I think I have too. Yeah. I, I felt like I've heard a lot of Kamara like coming into the season, and then the last like six weeks I've heard Kamara. Kamara. Okay. Yeah. You know, certain so guys think, do that. They allow it, and then they correct it as yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy season. named Keenan McCardle. It was Keenan McCardle for the first five years, and then he corrected it. It's McCardell. Yeah, I, then, I remember yeah. him as McCardell. McCardell. Was probably his, the late part of his career was my early football Right, but it was McCardle when he first came in. I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like the actor, it was Larry Fishburne until he became like a real actor. Now it's Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you correct us. So yeah. Camara, Camara, whatever it is, the guy can run. Yeah. Um, I was trying to say it in text form. You know, they and run... The blank out of the ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so think of that in emoji form. Yeah. Yeah, they, they run the ball, um, both running backs. Mark Ingram is still proving a point. Yeah. Yeah, still proving a point. So you don't get a break running the ball. Um, if you're watching the Rams' defense, I bet you think, I bet the Saints think they can run the ball in the Rams too. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. But at some point, their MO says they'll make a mistake and we'll hit it. Be ready. Well, that's what happened last year, if mm -hmm. you remember that game in the Superdome. I mean, I'm Mark trying to Ingram, forget it. Well, yeah, I think there, there are probably a lot of people that are trying to forget you know what that, um, felt that like? game. Some of them might be in Cleveland. You, that felt like, you know, you're in a department store and you're watching a mom discipline her kid. <laughs> that was personal. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> just just stay out of that, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Peyton and Greg Williams, right? Yes, that's what I yeah, mean by yeah, the guy yeah. who's in Cleveland. Oh that, my that, God. that game definitely felt personal more than oh, any other That double game. pass at the I end? Come, yes. That's, that's abuse. You only had 40 points or oh. whatever you were up by. Oh. I mean, it was, the game was clearly in the Saints' favor, and then you do a double pass, and Willie Sneed gets I, that man on a touchdown. Ooh, I just wanted to scream, like, take it outside. Take it out back, man. Yeah. That's personal. That Let's, was yeah. very, very, Leave the very guys personal. alone. Wow. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like Mark Ingram, though, he yeah, did yeah. run for over 100 yards. I think somewhere close to 150, and I wish I had it in front of me, but I don't, um, in that particular game uh, against the Rams. And then now you add in Kamara. Uh, backup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. Really, I mean, he catches the ball well. Mm -hmm. He runs the ball well. He blocks well. He's really a complete back. They block, and, yeah. <laughs> they block really yeah. good up front. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was watching, and I, I put this on Twitter from um, the Washington game where there was a play, and I wish I could remember when it was, but somebody's coming in the backfield, and Kamara just flips him. He just goes under. Oh, chops him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and he just gets him out of the play. And it was, 
it's one of those plays where you look at it and you're like, wow, this guy is not playing yeah. like a rookie running back. Well, I mean, look, thank God they had to come back from the brink. Um, so it's going to be physically taxing because think about what the Rams defense had to go through in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. How many snaps did they play? Uh, 78. Yeah, um, I counted 80 plays on video, so two didn't count. So that's a a lot of football, and they ran it towards the end, which is the worst. That takes a lot out of you. So you're going to be taxed. You're going to have to get ready to play a similar game plan coming uh, this Sunday. So, But thank God they had to come back and expend a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. But they're going to slam the ball at you, man. I mean, look, Mark Ingram... We always talk about SEC running backs and which guy is really doing well in the league, and we always forget to talk about him. It's true. Yeah, and maybe it's because of who his quarterback is. But this guy has been doing work for two years, yeah. especially against Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it makes it hard when you can when you have two capable backs plus a quarterback that can take advantage of you trying to stop the run. He's right. waiting on you to collapse on the run right. so he can just exploit you. He's that good. They're that good. Well, it's going to be tough. One of the things that, that really stood out to me watching that Washington game was – how they just sort of rotate through the backs. I mean, mm-hmm. Ingram would get a run. All right, now it's Kamara, mm-hmm. and then and then Kamara gets a run, and boom, Ingram's back in there, and he's getting another one. Mm-hmm. And they just flow through these guys. And I think it's interesting how neither one can take the other out of their rhythm. You know, mm-hmm. like even if one guy's sort of got a hot hand, well, we're actually we're gonna give both of you hot hands. Mm-hmm. And how tough can that be as a defender when it's that a two-headed monster like that well each back is different so you have to play them different uh, you may not call the game you know wade phillips may use the same call for both backs but as a player they hit the hole at different times and uh-huh. in different ways so at some point they'll slip the other guy in and you're so used to playing this block the same way and it's it's not going to work against a kamara it's not going to work against a mark Ingram. Right. so you're a little bit late or you're too early and the next thing you know, the hole gets, it just becomes gaping or it becomes vertical and he pops out. So uh, that's the hell of facing two-headed monsters. When there's no ego coming off the bench with those two guys and they are truly platooning, one, two, one, two, and they both, it doesn't matter who the starter is, it almost becomes impossible to stop. That's why you see numbers like this. Yeah. 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 Numbers Six like, yards per carry. Yes. Yeah. That's ridi- for our backup. That's yes. ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It is ridiculous. I mean, Mark Ingram had... 11 attempts, 134 yards. That's 12.2 yards of carry. As long as it was 36. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he popped off one of those 75 yarders. Like you know, sevens and eights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like he is getting a yeah. lot of chunk yardage in yeah. order to get to 134. Then you got Camaro who has 11, uh, excuse me, he was eight carries for 42 yards, then adds six six receptions for 74. Yeah. So like that, I, like, again, like two-headed monster, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Now out of the back, Field, I mean, like you, if you look at what you put on tape, and that's all you are as a pro. Yeah. Well, look at who made plays for Minnesota, and look who made they who they made plays against right. in the Rams defense. Right. Well, those are the same guys you're going to be counting on yes. to stop the run. Yeah. And stop these guys out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So, yes, two weeks in a row. It's tough. It's tough duty. But yeah, we're expecting a lot out of you. Right. Yeah. And they need to step up. And that, and that's saying everything of the run game and saying nothing mm-hmm. of Drew Brees, who is a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback and is still playing at a high level. Right. He even if you've got it sewed up, he's mobile. Yep. He can move around and he can keep his eyes on the rush and know what's going on downfield. He is the total package at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. The only benefit is that you have is he's short. 
but and they're th- not and they're going to be on the road right so they're not in the dome but i think he's overcome tougher. the size thing a long time ago yes yeah. absolutely so almost, and they've overcome the road thing too no doubt you just saw what they did at buffalo a couple weeks ago where they put up a 50 burger on those guys. right he's got he's he's got no weakness no yeah not really um and right now it's funny that you know his yards per attempt are a little bit up because they're not throwing the ball as much. Mm-hmm. But he's still accurate. I mean, right now he's completing 71% of his passes, nearly 72% if you round up. Right. That's that's really, really kind of insane It's with the way he throws the ball. Next level, yeah. It's not like he's just throwing. He's, ca- he's not captain check down where no. it's – where Sam Bradford set the completion, you know, percentage, what or had the highest completion percentage last year, mm-hmm. where he was over seventy, and mm-hmm. it was a lot of crossing routes and a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of short stuff. Like Drew Brees is firing the ball down the field. You know, we always have this discussion uh, right around draft time about spread quarterbacks and how they translate to the National Football League. Well, we never talk about Drew Brees. He was one of the first spread quarterbacks mm. in college, mm-hmm. and I think he's pretty good now. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's been pretty good for a long time. He's been throwing the ball well for a lot of years and he can almost put it where he wants at any point yeah it's like watching tiger at his best it's like how did you put it right where you needed to have yeah. it yeah same thing it's it, and it's he's just so special mm-hmm. i mean we brought this up earlier but the way he was able to get down the field 48 seconds no timeouts inside two minutes and score a touchdown and then get a two-point conversion mm-hmm. um off of what i thought was a nice little pitch play there yeah for that two point yeah um it, that you don't see that very often for a reason it was better than the fake field goal Seattle ran. Whoo, baby. Yeah, just saying. Anyway, yeah. Well, I get I get the thinking behind it, but wow, what a play. Thanks to Atlanta for uh, yeah. keeping <laughs> the Rams in first place there. When Atlanta tried to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. But Atlanta. Is that better or worse than Indianapolis's fake punt? No. That's still the worst play of all time? I, that's the worst play of all time. That's I don't understand why that was why called. Why did you snap Why the ball? was it snapped? What were you? What did I you think know. would happen? Brain I, fart. I just, yeah, it just happens. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> Sorry, um, coach. particularly weird. I don't know what happened. It just happened. Yeah, yeah. Keep your helmet on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, defensively for the Saints, uh, what's Ooh. interesting this week? They may or may not be without Marshawn Lattimore, and if they're without him, that would be a significant <laughs> loss for them because. He has been outstanding mm-hmm. as a rookie cornerback um, out of Ohio State. If you had Robert Woods, I'd be really happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'd be really, really happy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, look, you saw what happened to the Rams being down a guy, being down two guys. Uh, cornerback, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that hurts, especially guys you really count mm-hmm. on to either cover the best or the second best receiver on the football field. Right. Um, so here's a guy that, that usually goes over the number one guy, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much locked up number one guys yeah. to this point. So yeah. that's going to that's gonna hurt big. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't think their defense is just going to fall all the way off for one guy. I don't either. Yeah. yeah. But when you're talking about him, he, he is a guy that has not surrendered a pass of over 25 yards. He's not allowed a touchdown, and he's intercepted two passes, one of which he scored for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Got that from um, ESPN's Mike Triplett. So yeah, that's... big sign where he is. Throw at him at your own peril. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they've got... Good guys in in their defensive front as well, and Cam Jordan has eight sacks. He's a difficult guy to stop. Yeah, um, when they say I want you to run through a guy, they don't mean it literally. But I'm not sure if he knows. <laughs> I'm serious. It lo- <laughs> yeah, I, I, it looks like he's really trying to cut you in half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like split you in two. Mortal Kombat. He is absolutely brutal as a pass rusher. That's and that's going to yeah. be something that the Rams have to contend with. Uh, yeah. They will not have to contend with Alex Okafor, who's out for the year mm-hmm. uh, with the torn Achilles. He is uh, had four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. 
Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that they tried to bring in to improve that defense. One of the guys mm -hmm. they did, they brought him over from Arizona mm -hmm. where he had been for four years. So that's, uh, again, you talk about you yeah. know, handling things, handling some adversity. The, the New Orleans Saints are going to have to do that too. Uh, Okafor in Arizona was at the embryo stage of becoming a Rams killer. Really? Yeah, he was just like Calais Campbell. Yeah. Uh, Anquan Bolden. Larry Fitzgerald. Just guys. certain guys that they just become Rams killers for some mm -hmm. reason. He was becoming one of those. Yeah, I was happy when he left. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you got to face him. This just year, the right? once, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Might, you never know. It, it might be um, more in the than regular once. season. In the regular season. Yeah, we'll season, see what happens later. All right. So it is Thanksgiving week. So yeah. in, in, in recognition of is Thanksgiving. Is this wacky week, question time? Yeah. Okay. The miles, the, mi the miles Minute? Okay, go it's ahead. It's not even that wacky. Okay, what do you I got? The Miles Minute, I feel like, is more of a rant thing. Like, I didn't rant today, and I wanted to. Actually, <laughs> you, you just reminded me. A rant. Now we're oh, going to Lord. rant about something, because I did want to rant about Let this. Let me grab my All right, Hold so on. when I put out that Robert Woods got injured, <laughs> one of the things that kept coming back in retweets, and you know how people quote tweet stuff, and it ends up in my mentions, or ats, or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. but... Somebody, and I don't remember what their name was, and more than one person really, was like, oh, looks like you're going to have to drop them off your fantasy team. And of course, this is the thing that everybody thinks about, you know, when it's first, it's the first thing that something happens. Like, this guy, this is his career. This is his life. He injures his left shoulder. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. And all you think about is your fantasy team. And, and how that affects you. Tell them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. Go I'm ahead. I'm telling everybody. I'm telling you, I'm telling Matt, and I'm telling you, world, by looking at this guy. Like, don't do that, man. Like, have a little class. I don't know. If somebody is going to be injured and their life and their livelihood is affected, the first thing that you think about shouldn't be how it affects you. That is just really, really selfish. And especially because it's for fantasy football. It's not like this is somebody that you really care about. You're just a fantasy owner. And another thing, that's something else we really got to think about, is how we address how people are on your fantasy teams. People need to stop saying that I own this person. I'm a fantasy owner of this person. Do you realize how gross that sounds? Did you see back in August when ESPN2 was doing like this large fantasy football Troubled thing? Don't waters. you back away Troubled from Troubled waters. <laughs> Listen, ESPN back in August did this like 24 hours of yeah. fantasy coverage <laughs> and they did like a, a, an auction and basically they're auctioning off these people. Yes, we saw it. It was bad. It was horrible. They, they apologized. Yes, they needed to apologize. And, and it's we, an entire yes. mentality <laughs> that I think we need to do. Because I don't care, you know, people said, oh, like it has racial overtones, that, that, that. I don't care if you're black, white, green, or purple. All right? If you are saying that you own another human being and you're auctioning off another human being, that's problematic. All right? So everybody, let's take a step back. And let's just realize what we're doing when we play fantasy football and realize that human beings are players and players are human beings. I feel like Mike Myers right that next to Kanye That needed to West. come out, though. That has been <laughs> pent up in him since training camp. That's been there for a while. And Good. I'm glad that it finally Good. I feel itself. better. Good for you. I feel a lot better. Okay. Let's talk about Thanksgiving side dishes. Thank God. Because it's Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Well, guys, what are your favorite and least favorite Thanksgiving Whatever side dishes? Whatever you like, Miles. <laughs> Whatever you like, man. I'm, what is it? Turkey? Yay. That's not a side dish. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh, no. Uh, uh, it depends. Um, I do. It's it's a mini rant. It's dressing, period. Okay. Not stuffing. Not stuffing. You not, don't want it inside the turkey. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you on okay, that. Okay, thank yeah. you. So my favorite side dish would be dressing. 
Dressing right. and yams. Ooh, yams. Yeah, good yams. choice. Absolutely. Yeah, All right, yeah. what's your least favorite? Least favorite. Um, I don't really have a least favorite. Um, maybe if somebody brings like, what do you call that? Uh, like, I don't know, like some pea almondine or something. Yeah. Or string beans, you know, like you some like sort of beans. some sort of string bean dish. I like string ah, beans, but yes. like a string bean dish. Yes, yeah, like yeah. A, a, the ca a casserole. Yeah. Why are you putting green beans with cream of mushroom soup and like putting little onion strings? Like, just give me some green beans. Thank you. Right. Yes. That's that's I, I agree with you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was actually not very not as strongly as you, but I agree with you. Yeah, that yeah. would be my least favorite. Okay, Matt, what's your favorite least favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Um, favorite. My mom makes a mean. Whipped mashed potatoes. Oh, see, yeah. She's coming to town tonight. We're gonna get cooking. We got that and spinach artichoke dip. We're gonna take. It's gonna be mashing nice. popos. Always. Honestly, good. I don't have a, a least favorite. My least favorite moment is when my plate is empty. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Honestly, it. All right. I'm, I'm gonna keep eating everything. Yeah. I could. I could do without the vegetables if I had to pick something. Just yeah. any vegetable. Just get it off. <laughs> More meat, please. No, wow. No vegetables on the plate. Oh, uh, yeah. Cranberry sauce in a Always. can. Or out of, or, or like fresh, you know, berry stuff. Uh, can's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like, I like the can. I like seeing the ridges. Yeah, the little bumps. Yeah, I'm with I you. like the ridges. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? I honestly don't know that I've ever used cranberry sauce. Oh really? Yeah. Try it. Yeah, it's good. I'm, mm. a, I'm up yeah. for it. That it, used to be my job. Cut it when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I got exactly. The that was sauce. that was fun. It, it was the coolest thing ever. No, yeah, I absolutely. like so I do like um, dressing, mm -hmm. but like well, I call it stuff because I like to <laughs> make it with like French bread. So you got to cut up the French uh, bread into like one inch cubes or whatever, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you put it in a dish, and then you put some spicy sausage with it. Mm -hmm. Put apples or pears or whatever in it too. Like yeah. that's that's my kind of thing. Okay, here's, I love that. Here's the most important question. TV on or TV off? TV has got to be on. I got to watch football. Thank you very much. Got to okay. watch football. Yes. But I do want to sit at a table or something. I don't want to eat at the TV. TV's got to be on. It can be on, but, but we're at I a table. Yeah, we got to sit okay. at a table Thank or something you. if it's Thanksgiving. And yes. we got to use real We got to use real utensils. Yeah. My least favorite Thanksgiving ever probably is when, I don't even remember whose house I was at, um, but it was somebody in our families, and we were sitting around the TV and we were eating off like paper plates with plastic utensils and I'm like, man, this is not really Thanksgiving. Uh, wow. I don't like it. Right. And like, I don't yeah. want to disparage my family because that's No, no, it's all good. It's family. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm with come you. Come on, man. You we got we got to sit at a table. I remember my first Thanksgiving at my house. This is like when I'm a pro. Mm -hmm. Everybody's coming over. Big table, big nine. Um, so I'm like, okay, no TV. We're going to have a, it's going to be one of those moments. We're all going to talk like a family, yeah. right? We're going to have Thanksgiving. We're going to talk. And we ate and no one said a word. <laughs> it's just everyone was eating, eating, eating. So I, I, was, I said, go turn the TV on. Yeah. Turn the game on. Everybody gets happy. Yay, thank God. Yeah. yeah, my brother says, man, we were like, we're never coming to your house again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I did it for you. I, I did it for you. We were never coming here again. This is boring. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's just the thing about Thanksgiving, though. Yeah. It's a, it, I think it's the best holiday. Uh, I do. Um, okay. Uh, top, top two. With Christmas, Christmas absolutely. I love you guys Christmas. Don't enjoy blowing stuff up. Fourth of what? July is great, oh. but as far as family, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fourth of July is all right. Yeah. I've not, I never did the fireworks thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. really? I mean, like you I got to blow stuff up. Dude, I, coming from the middle of nowhere, we just like I remember um, one of my favorite Fourth of July memories. Uh, off topic. Yeah, it's on topic. We're talking we, about holidays. We just used to like find old electronic appliances and shove Roman candles in them and just. Let okay, light them what, off and just watch it What is a Roman explode. candle? I don't know. What's a Roman candle? Right. Um, you like hold it and it shoots out from It's your like hand. a stick. You light yeah, it. And ah. you it like propels. 
Tell me you didn't know. have Roman candle fights. Uh, yes. Don't tell my mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically yeah, shooting so fire we, at each other. We would yeah. stick those in the in the like VCRs or old stereos or whatever. And one time, uh, my buddy stuck it in upside down, and it started shooting back at us. Ooh, wow. Right. And so he tried to like kick it, and then it's like flung around and started shooting like into the neighbor's garage. No, no. And it was just. All bad. We didn't know what to do. But, <laughs> wow. Uh, Did anything catch on fire? No, we got no. very, very, okay. very yeah, lucky. Yeah. And nobody had any injuries. Nobody got hurt. It was good. All right. The Good first time I, fun. First time I lit off an M80, it shut the lights off. The street lights. Outside. I mean, it was... An, the, it was an M80? Yeah, it's like it's a bigger version of a firecracker. How would you explain an M80? Uh, it's like a... It's like less powerful dynamite. Yes, Oh, I mean, yeah. the kaboom was so loud. I'm oh like, gosh. wow, it shut the street like, lights down. I feel like I'm learning so much. This is just oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, outside the realm. We used to, like, did you ever make, like, the little, you put little pieces of foil and, like, the the works dish cleaner or whatever in, like, a Gatorade bottle and you, like, sew it or you uh, seal it up and then you just leave it there and, like, the, I don't know, the no. chemicals, like, it mixed explodes? together. And, yeah, it's huge. I never did that. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. That Chemistry. will never make air. Just look at yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now that we've gotten all of our yes. uh, Thanksgiving and holiday and everything and stuff like that out of the way, I'll ask Happy you one more thing. Oh, no. Uh, what is it? No, it's I, not. No, it's a football question. Oh, uh, yes. What's the single most I don't own anybody, thing? Miles. I'm sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even do fantasy. I'm not on Twitter. Anyway, go ahead. You are on Twitter. You I mean, just, yeah, you know what I mean. You just don't tweet. Anyway, go ahead. What's the single most important thing the Rams have to do to beat the Saints? Oh, single most important thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't noticed, like, that's the way I've been ending the show lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to think about it more. Um, before, lock Drew Brees in his hotel room. That would help. Um, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's going to no, happen. That's not possible. Uh, you know, take care of the ball. Um, that's that's always, we're going to say that every single week. It is. And, but I when mean, the Rams when the Rams lose the turnover margin, yeah. they're 0-3. If they tire or are ahead, they're 7-0. To, to carry over what we've talked about for the entire show, um, you've got to find some playmakers. Because, mm-hmm. look, at this point in the season with the teams you're playing, it's going to be hard, hard to fool people. Yeah. So at some it's point true. you're going to have to make contested catches, throws, runs, what have you, and you're going to have to be better than they are on that play. So playmakers. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it, everybody. Uh, appreciate you listening and watching and wherever you may be. Uh, Rams are back at home this week, so we do hope to see you at the Coliseum if you are in Los Angeles. Kickoff is at 125 Pacific. The game will be shown on CMS, one of these cross-flex games. So apparently it's going to be seen by about 80% of the country. So even if you are not in the Los Angeles market, probably will be able to see this game. So that's kind of uh, cool. Game's going to be shown on CMS? I said CBS, didn't I? You I'm said pretty CMS. sure CMS. I, I, it was new on me when you oh, said CBS. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... I thought Something I, was I didn't doing, know. I thought I was, was doing so, so well with the clothes. Too. Anyway, he the meant game is CBS. on CBS. CBS. All right. Yeah. Well, and I'm thankful for all of you guys watching, listening, and keeping between the horns um, the way it has been. And it's been a good season so far. We hope that it will continue to be yeah. great. So all you CMS people too. Yeah, yeah. great. So for my <laughs> producer Matt, for Demarco Farr, I'm Miles Simmons. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody.